Don't you love that music? I do. Oh, yeah. It is another episode of Under the Tower. And we have Christine Goudreau here, who has a bunch of letters behind her name. And she's a nurse. And she is an amazing diabetes educator. And this is Diabetes Dialogue. She didn't jump on that. I wanted to do dialogue. Let's do it again. Diabetes Dialogue. Dialogue. There you go. Well, Christine, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I love doing this with you. It's so much fun because you have a great accent, and I'm going to play on that a little bit. But what do we want to – so last week we kicked this off. I'm super excited because this is going to be a great resource for people when they come home from class, if they need a little refresher. So let's do a little refresh, right? Okay, yeah. Let's just recap some of what we did last week. Um, so of course, what is diabetes? It's when the body cannot or does not make enough or any insulin. None. Okay. It is when the body does not use the insulin it makes effectively. Or none. Okay. So this is where the problem comes in. Type 1s don't make any insulin. Type 2s may make some, but they don't use it effectively. They don't use it right. Or they may be making a lot of insulin and not use it effectively. And this runs into a big issue as well for them. So what we have is the type 1, type 2, of course. Those are the, the type 2s of the 90 to 95% um, population. And a diabetes. lot of that can be handled by good, healthy living. Good, healthy living. That's right. That's a theme. That's it. Good, healthy okay. living. Go back to the, what we used to do yep. uh, when we were younger. Yep. Okay, so that's the first recap. The second recap is, of course, the, um, the biggest issues with the type 1 and 2. Type 1, again, is uh, an autoimmune issue. That's when the body actually destroys the beta cells in the pancreas that produce insulin, which means you go on insulin right away. And we don't know why that happens. Um, it, it used to be that it was inherited, but yeah. you know, now I've known so many people with type 1 diabetes that nobody has. So this is what, when they say they're doing research to, to cure diabetes, they're trying to figure out why the autoimmune system reacts the way it does and impacts the pancreas in making insulin, right? Uh, well, now they're, they're kind of doing other things for the type 1 diabetes, like maybe planting in some uh, beta cells oh, yeah. and that. Absolutely. But um, That's on the treatment side, though. I'm talking about if causes. we could figure out exactly why it happens, mm. maybe we'd be closer. Oh, absolutely. But that's okay. Yes. Uh, so then the type 2 diabetes, this is the folks that have the insulin resistance. Let me go back to the type 1s. Sometimes, too, something can trigger. You can have a, you can be set up for it, and then maybe a virus or stress, stress or something stress. sets it off. Yeah, and that's stress. It's worse nowadays yeah. is stress. Yeah. So with the type 2 diabetes, that's that insulin resistance where the cell, uh, the cell doors, the insulin cell receptors don't work properly. They, I kind of call them lazy. They don't open yeah. the way they should be so that the sugar comes from the bloodstream and goes into the cell and takes the sugar with it and stores that sugar in the cells. Um, but eventually type 2s, um, you know, that, fa- that pancreas that makes the insulin burns out. Yeah, that's scary. Or slows down. I don't like things that so burn out. type 2, you may end up on insulin, but that doesn't mean you have type 1 diabetes. And you're going to tease us because there's tons and tons and tons of medication out there, but we're not talking about it now right, for type be- 2. Right, that'll be in the next that'll be, time. That's the next next edition. Yes, I have to, John's like a ping pong yeah. ball all over the place. Yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's it, the main difference between type 1 and 2. 
Now, let's just go over again the goals. The American Diabetes Association sets goals that we eventually want to reach with people with diabetes for good control so that we decrease the uh, complication issues that right. that uh, come about from uncontrolled diabetes. We want control. Right. That's how you thrive. The control is Control. So the fasting or before meals um, is 80 to 130. 80 to 130 what? Milligrams per deciliter. That's on oh. your meter. Well, people don't. Your blood sugar. Don't care about milligrams. We want between deciliter. 80 and 130. Correct. When you're looking at your monitor, your meter's at home, 80 to 130, unless the doctor has set a different range for you. Right. Some people's A1Cs. Could be different. Come come in very high, and so we don't want to drop them too quickly. And everybody's blood sugar is impacted by bringing food into the system, right? Uh, a lot of things. There are 42 other reasons why that your, your blood, blood sugar can, can go, go up, up and, and down. down. Yeah. And for a person who does not have diabetes, theirs is going up and down all the time. Well, they're going up and down, but, but it can a handle tight, it. A tight range. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so the pancreas. Yeah, it's working together. The pancreas is making insulin to keep that sugars where the normal range would be for somebody without diabetes. Also, remember, there's a good marriage between the liver and the pancreas because when the pancreas is producing insulin, the liver is not producing sugar. Correct. So if you, somebody without diabetes, if they go all day without eating, their liver is kicking in sugar slowly. Yeah. To keep that range. Uh, time and range. That's what we want. Yeah, we're going to get to time and we're range. We're going to get to that, and then I'm going to tell you a story about it. Okay, good. Yeah. So um, the A1C of um, should be about seven or less. Again, that's Whew. individualized between. Did the you hear patient. that? Whew. Why are you seven uh, or less? No, I'm less. Oh, I'm less. Yeah, I'm doing better. Should be seven or le less than that. Now, two hours after a meal should be less than one eighty. Mm. Okay. Now that time and range. Remember, they're looking at all the numbers. Of 80 to 130, maximum uh, less than 182 hours after. And out of 24 hours of the day, they want 16.7 hours to be in range. That's 70%. Between 80 and? 80 and 130 before meals. 80 and 130 before meals, John, okay. Are you, John, are you paying attention? Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, two hours after the start of a meal, below 180. So when you stay in those ranges, 70% of the day which is 16.7 hours, you're in range. Right. So, you know, we can't expect somebody with diabetes to be 100% time of the day no, all the time. can't be. Although oh. I know somebody who almost is. Yeah. You do, you do too. Oh, I do. But we'll but. save that for a later time. Okay. Are you always in range? Um, I'm probably most of the time in range. That's good. But not 100%. Right. 70. That's I good. Because I have diabetes. Right. Sure, 70. So, and the way you check to see if you're in range is either finger poke not one time. No, a bunch of times. Yes. And you that's have to, why you have a bunch of times. That's why the, the continuous glucose monitoring correct. thing is so cool. And it checks your sugar 288 times a day. That's crazy. So I that's, love it. That's why you can get this information of 70% of time and range. When are we out of range? That is amazing. Because it used to be when you got around to it or before a meal or after a meal. You had to poke. How many times a day did you have to poke your finger? Now with the continuous Well, now monitor, you don't. Right. Well, I do, and I have to change the site out every 10 days. Okay, but, but monitor. a person with diabetes might poke themselves over five times a day. It, depending on the regimen they're on. Yeah. Intense therapy. With, Ouch. Uh, count, uh, counting your carbs, 
Um, knowing where your blood sugars are, that's how you can adjust your medication according to what the physician that's has true. ordered. Yeah. And actually, you poked my finger the other day and didn't hurt at all. Yeah. Where it hurt was when they would give you a lancet, and they'd make you hold your finger like that. So this is eighth grade. Yeah. Scarred me for life. And then you had to actually poke yourself instead of now they have these little click, and it's not nearly... Right. The mental game is way better. Now, you still had a lancet in the device. I know, but I didn't have to push it in my skin myself. Right, I know. I yeah. got to help you through that. So I think we need to... We might be still sitting there. We've come a long way. Yeah, and, and again, I told you, we never use the tips of the finger, but the size. Yeah, the side. The nerve endings right on the tips. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's good. So, so is that a recap? We rehashed that. We yeah. rehashed it. Is that the right word, rehashed? We did. So... Um, so now, I think we should kind of go towards the insulin resistance of uh, which is part of type two diabetes. That's a big deal right. for a lot of people. Right. They say fourteen point eight percent of adults in Volusia County have diabetes, and the majority of those are type two. Yeah, and probably fourteen point eight. And the majority one in seven. The majority, a lot of times, can be weight related. Right. Okay. Not everybody who has type two has a weight issue. And we kind of went over that right. in the first uh, podcast we did. Um, but you would label weight a risk factor. Oh, apps, big one. Yeah. Yeah. And lack of exercise. Yeah. Sure. Um, any other questions there, John? No, that's it. We're done. <laughs> so we're no, done. we're not done. All right. So, so insulin resistance. Okay, so let's talk about insulin again. It's a hormone, okay, that transports, um, that allows the sugar to be moved from the bloodstream into a cell, yep. like a muscle cell. It's like a door opener. Okay, correct, or a key. Um, and it's the only hormone that will open that receptor. It's okay? crazy, crazy it's to insulin me. insulin receptor. You have a lot of different receptors all over your body. That's why drugs work the way they do. So um, what happens is when we don't have these receptors as active as they should be, it uh, has the sugar staying in the bloodstream. So the sugar piles up in the bloodstream along with the insulin, okay? Um, and that's where I really want to go from here is all this insulin that backs up is, yeah. is not good, okay? Yep. Store, it stores, doesn't it? Right. It stores in the bloodstream. F-A-T. F-A-T. Mm -hmm. What's F-A-T? Does it store into fat? Well, eventually it can. Yeah. Yes. See, that's a problem. Because okay. yes. now you've got a cycle right. it is of your overweight, and then you don't use your insulin, and then you become more overweight. Correct. And because then it gets harder and harder to fix. Well, and let's, that's in a nutshell. Yeah. It, it tr actually, when you have too much sugar in your bloodstream and a lot of insulin, the insulin will then take the sugar over to the liver. And this is just simplifying. Biology. Um, convert it over to belly fat. The liver, Boo. Will convert, the liver will convert it to belly no fat. No good. And then it will convert it to LDL. That's the bad. bad cholesterol. Yeah. Okay, so that's the cycle. Every time the blood sugar is high, Phew. the insulin is being overproduced if the pancreas is still able to do that. And it will transport that sugar now somewhere. Say, it's okay, got to go somewhere, go, right? Let's go and take it over to the liver and let the liver do something with it. And the liver converts it to belly fat. And then that belly fat will convert to uh, LDL. LDL. So, density lipids. That, um, so that glucose doesn't get to the cell. No. Because nothing opened the door. 
Right. Right? So, right, exactly. So then what does that do to the cell? Well, uh, let's say what does it do to the bloodstream and the vessels? True. When the sugars stay in the vessels like that, in the liver, I mean, I'm sorry, and the insulin, the insulin alone uh, that floats around and does absolutely nothing. Except open the door to the cell. Right, but it's not able to right. because of the resistance right. of the cell. Crazy. Wall. Uh, the high insulin levels increase your triglycerides. That's why some folks, when they come in with a high hemoglobin A1C, they may have an elevated um, triglyceride. Yeah. Triglyceride level. Um, it increases the risk of heart attack and stroke. Yeah, because that's all that blood stuff. Mm -hmm. Clots. It also increases heart attacks, clots, right? Stroke, heart attacks, all that terrible stuff. PA1 factor. It, in, it lowers your good cholesterol. It's just bad. It causes polycystic ovarian syndrome. It can increase your risk for type 2 diabetes. Um, when these uh, insulin levels are high, the body doesn't burn stored fat. Right. Okay, it actually causes weight gain. Uh, can give you fatty liver, fatty pancreas. Nothing good. Increases gout, Nothing good comes pressure. from this. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. And we haven't even talked about complications from high blood sugars. That's just right. issues from high insulin levels. Right. Okay? Ooh. Ouch. Now, there is um, a lab called a C-peptide. And it'll tell you if the um, pancreas is overproducing insulin or any insulin. I don't have a C-peptide because I don't make insulin. You, don't, you make one. zero? Zero. That's why I'm on insulin yeah. since diagnoses. Um, but some folks um, will have a C-peptide and the level will be very high. What's and very high? Ish. Uh, I'd have to look at a reference range because uh, oh. that's on the reference range. Well, it depends on the person, too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And so that was an unfair question. Yeah. Unfair. Is what you're saying. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Anything. That's fine. Um, Just trying to help the listener. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a lot, all I'm but trying to do. Okay. <laughs> but you are really good at this, by the way. You're a good educator. So that's why I say, okay, CPAP died. And then the physician and the patient can discuss it. That's and say, their yeah, thing. Yeah, we got a I lot gotcha. of. Yeah, or some folks, they need to be, they need to confirm, well, why do I need to go on insulin? Okay, you all right? Just there, dropped John? my phone. No just, worries. John just fell off his chair. Um, so this helps the patient also say, okay, I can see it on a lab. I can see that my pancreas is not producing a lot of insulin, and then maybe they'll say, okay, I have to go on insulin. It's not the end of the world. Right. We have to go on insulin. A lot of folks think... Um, well, I remember a family member who went on insulin, and then that's it. They were having um, problems with their legs and eventually had to have an amputation. It was the high blood sugars over a period of time or uncontrolled blood sugars that led to that vascular issue. And that and that's this similar, fits into neuropathy, right? The neuropathy has to do with the nerves. Vascular. But does high blood sugar do that? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. so essentially the high amount of sugar in your blood is hurting your vascular system. Now, what podcast are we doing complications on, John? Not this one. It's the ping pong. Okay. Yes. Sorry. So that's but I'm why. just saying the vascular system oh, is ask. impacted by sugar. Right. Oh, vascular. And vascular is a huge issue because you got to yes. have blood flow to your feet and your fingers and right. everything. Absolutely. There's the microvascular and the macro, the big blood got vessels it. that go to your brain, your heart, and your per the, the legs yep. and the feet. And then there's the smaller vessels that go to your eyes, your kidneys. Right. Okay. And if we ping pong for a second, mm -hmm. 
legs and people with diabetes, super crucial. Well, legs, feet, because if they yeah. lose the so far away, to feel that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, back to your, but oh. that's all tied together, really. Right. Yes. Yeah. But we'll we'll get a little bit more in depth, um, you know, at that podcast when it comes. Yes. That um, makes sense. So that covers kind of diabetes resistance. Right. It's when those cell walls don't open. The That's uh, pretty simple. Insulin and the sugar stay floating around in the bloodstream. Now, I don't have insulin resistance. Right. So I don't have the insulin problem, but I may have the blood sugar problem if I don't control it with my insulin. Okay. So How does the sugar get into your cells? With the insulin. That you inject, essentially. Correct. Because people always will say, I oh, knew the answer already when I asked that yeah, question. Okay, good. I hope you're learning something. I'm learning a lot. Um, you know, people always say, oh, you really have the bad diabetes because you have to be on insulin. Okay. And then by the time we're done with class and I say to them, well, which one really is the harder one to have on your body? It's, it's the type two because True. of all that insulin resistance right. in, in the triglycerides. You have clotting. more you have to manage. There's more issues that destroy the body with type 2 Yeah, because you can have type 2 uncontrolled. And a lot of people have, have it and don't even know they have it. I read that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them don't know they have it, but that's maybe if they're not seeing a physician you know, Correct. for six months, two years, three years, and it goes, especially the type 2. The type 1, you'll, you know. you'll find out. You know. Yeah, you'll end up in the hospital with right. that. Right. In the intensive care, actually. But the, the type 2s, yeah, it can go undiagnosed for a number of years. Right. And the only way to pick that up would be with blood work, especially if the person feels fine and they don't have a weight issue. Um, or some people think they feel fine, but they can feel better. Yes. Sometimes See, it's that right? age. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I'm just My getting old. Right. Yes, I'm tired. And so the bottom line is you really need to have a primary care physician Yep. And Have go see him at least once a year for a full right. checkup and blood panels. Exactly. Makes sense. Yes, yes. That's good. Um, I wanted to say something about sleep as well. Let's talk about sleep. Sleep deprivation or lack, <sighs> a damaging Tough lack one. of sleep. One night of sleep deprivation boosts insulin resistance as much as eating high-fat foods for six months. See, people don't think about that. I know. It's that insulin They think about eating sugar. They go, well, if I eat sugar, I'll get diabetes. And that's not even the case. No. That's not even the case. Mm -hmm. It's the weight that you put on that ends up right. being insulin resistance, and then so your pancreas, the pancreas, I'm indirectly, sorry, is out. Mm -hmm. But you can have a little bit of sugar. You of know, course, it's natural. Of course you can. But we got to kind of stay more to the, the, as much as we can to the healthy right. carbs. Right. And this is where we don't even look at sugars on a food label. Right. We only look at the carbs. The carbs. Because what is a carb? Again, we're ping-ponging, John, yeah. to another podcast. No, that's okay. We'll cover that later. John. Okay. So, oh, and that's going to be, that'll, that's that'll a, be that's Kim a probably. Carrot. That's a carrot dangling. Okay. Yeah, it's a carrot oh, dangling. We have two. look at the We sugars. have two carrots dangling. We have... Complications. Um, com three carrots. Complications. Um medications, oh, yes. and now carbs. Yes. Three dangling issues. And we tell you never to look at the... Sugar. Sugar. Always look at the carbs. Now it's how many carbs can I eat? Right. Right. Okay. Because right. people look at the carbs, and then I'm like, but what do you do with that? Right. Oh, I look at the carbs. And but like, that's oh, for another right. episode that yes. Kim's going to do. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. I might touch here and there. Maybe we'll have both of you. Yeah, Talk could. about carbs. Okay. That'd, That'd be, be fun. fun. All there right. All right. So what else did you want to cover on this one, though? Um, Not ping-ponging? Time and range. Uh, well, do you have any other questions? Well, the only thing I'd like to ask as we kind of wrap this up is we talked about insulin resistance. Yes. We talked about um, someone who creates no insulin. Now, a new term has come to my my understanding, and it's diabetes type 1.5. No, 1.5 is the in-between 1 and 2. So, but that's that's my question. So you can have type 1 diabetes, okay. and can it morph No. or add on type 2? It, no. What type 1.5 is, it's a diagnosis usually later in life, the 1.5, called LADA, L-A-D-A, Latin, uh, I'm sorry, latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, Okay. So body might make antibodies, because remember I told you the type 1s will have antibodies. Right. Okay. Um, however, it comes on a little bit slower, so it's not diagnosed in what they used to call the juvenile or the younger, 30 years of age or um, younger. And your symptoms get worse slowly, and you may not need treatment for many months or years after diagnosis. Hmm. So their body kind of still is producing a little bit of insulin, but they have that antibody. So that's the 1.5. And those people will usually present normal weight. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the ones that there's also one that's moody, maturity onset diabetes of the young. But I don't know dive into these too much because right. they're rare. rare. They don't come yeah. up a lot. But the 1.5, is that rare? Yeah, we don't get is a it? lot of that coming to the office. Yeah, the Interesting. 1.5. Does age impact that pancreas also? Because, like, my mom is mid-80s, right? Mm. And my father was uh, had type 1 diabetes like we talked about. And now her physician says that she has diabetes, and she is a tiny little person who weighs 93 pounds. She's in good shape, and it's like, why would she have diabetes now? Well, it could be at the body or pre parts are starting to Yeah, it slow starts down. to slow down. So um, insulin resistance too. You can still have insulin resistance if you're not doing a lot of exercise. You know, so sometimes as folks get older, they they might um, not be as active. Yeah. Um, so the body has to make a little bit more insulin than it usually would. Interesting. Um, so age. Just because you don't have diabetes now doesn't mean that you're not going to be susceptible later in life or what, what, anything else. I mean, you always have to be on your game. Was she ever heavy in the past? No. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, because my mom was the same way and had type 2 Isn't that diabetes. interesting? Hmm. Yeah, and ended up on a little bit of metformin. Um, and, Which we're going to cover in a separate yes, one. Yes. All right, so what are we going to cover next podcast? Oh, now you caught me off guard. Yeah, no, we're gonna one... cover we're gonna cover treatments. All right, no, say, we got We'll cover hypoglycemia. Or low okay, we can cover that. See, now I'm I'm having to do a little bit of what you're rearranging to tell me what rearranging. You want. So um, we're gonna cover hypoglycemia, mm-hmm. which is important. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about uh, for t- the type one people with type one diabetes, diabetes ketone acidosis. Yep, that's okay. a good idea. Um, we'll talk about uh, sick day rules and listen, we're not getting to the other thing I want to talk about is reactions to low 
Yeah, um, that's the hypoglycemia. To low, yeah, yeah insulin. Yeah. We call them reactions in the day. Yes, in the old days. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's it's a, a reaction. reaction. And that's why my grandmother and my father had a glass of orange juice on their nightstand <laughs> in case they had a reaction. Yeah, and this orange juice, too. It can be apple juice, orange juice, yeah, grape absolutely. juice, pineapple juice, 15 grams of carbs. Okay. So we're going to talk about hypo. Hypo. Glycemic activity on our next ca- cast. Yes. We'll awesome. Talk, right. And we'll talk about uh, DKA, diabetes, ketone acidosis. All right. We're going to keep to our plan in sick days. And if we have um, a little bit more time, you know, we'll talk about emotions, diabetes and emotions. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because there are long-term, this is a little hint, there are long-term things that can happen based on having diabetes, and they happen sometimes in your brain. Well, emotions. Yeah. Emotions cause adrenaline usually. Adrenaline causes a little yep. bit of kick out sugar. And, and there you so have it. Just like, you know, the sleep apnea when people have yep. sleep apnea and their sugars are up during the night. That's it. That's it. Well, I want to tell you this has been extremely interesting. It's been high-paced. Christine is dancing now. So I want to thank you for all you do, for everybody, including all the people with diabetes, because you you have educated so many people. And we are going to have the next podcast coming up. Hope you enjoy it. If you have questions, you can send them to christine.goudreau, G-O-U-D-R-O-A-U. No X. Nurse Navigator. Nurse Navigator Extraordinary. Christine.goudreau at Halifax.org. And we have been under the tower in another diabetes dialogue. Dialogue. Easily for you to say. Bye-bye. Diabetes Dialogue.